Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. We have a great guest for you now. We are so excited to welcome Crystal Ward. Crystal has written a book, and she is going to share the story behind the book. But you're a Bible teacher, a speaker, a podcast host, so the microphone is not new to you. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning, Don and Steve. Good morning to everybody listening today. I'm super excited to be with you. Well, girl, you had a a story about fear that kind of, I'm going to guess, took you a little bit by surprise because of what the Lord had called you to, where he placed you in Texas in the classroom, a high school classroom. You're like, you know, I, I get this, Lord, you've wired me this way. I got this because of the way you've empowered me. And then something happened. What? What happened that exposed this battle with fear that you didn't really know was there? Yeah, you know, and 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 honestly, I did not talk about this story for years after it happened because it was so shattering to me. Mm-hmm. And and I I've, I've been a minister for a long time, but this is just one story that I didn't touch, but uh when we have three children, hi everybody, I'm married to BJ Ward and we've been married for 15 years and we have three beautiful kids, uh Abby, Emma and Evan. And when our youngest son Evan was only uh 4 months old, like a a newborn, really. Um, He had a reaction to some medication that caused him to have seizures. And these seizures, he had so many, he had conservatively about 70 in the course of 30 days. And it was terrifying to me as his mom. Um, The condition of our home was so tense. Um, We had two other children and it it was just a, a really traumatic, and um, difficult time for us. But what happened? So, so after a month, he recovered. He's now doing well. He's seven years old. He's totally obnoxious, like a little boy. And, um, but what I noticed is after that, I still struggled with the effects of that time and struggled with great anxiety for years. I felt like every time I looked at my son, he was going to be having a seizure. And what I discovered was that it didn't really so much start an issue with fear. I'm sure it, I'm sure it did start, you know, in some ways, but uncovered a lifelong issue of fear that I didn't realize was there. And so um, we're going to talk about my book in just a minute, but whenever I went to write it, these were the big issues that I wanted to tackle because I had struggled with them so much. And so as you began to realize that there was fear in there that was just kind of being uncovered and exposed, what did that do, if anything, to your faith? Did it kind of question God at all? Did you kind of double down and you know cling to promises? How, how did you walk with God in the midst of that? That's a wonderful question because it actually, it really rocked my faith in a way because I had been serving the Lord since I was young. I mean, all in with Jesus since I was a teenager. And I had been a minister for quite some time. I was a, a, a staff pastor and still am at, at our local church. And so the feeling was, you're a pastor, get it together. What on earth? But yet was ex- uh, struggling with this extreme anxiety. And so what I found was, and, and I think I think this is this is will be good for the listeners this morning, is when the world presses in on you, what is on the inside of you will come out. 
I've done an illustration like this before with an orange. Like if you have an orange and you squeeze it, apple juice doesn't come out. Yeah. Orange juice comes out. And so when we're with the Lord, we're in his presence, we're spending time with him, we're in his word, we're filling ourselves with the things of God, then the things of God come out when we're pressed. But it's not easy. That's the thing. And so, yes, I had to dig down into scripture. If you were in my office with me right now, you'd see scripture all over the place. And that's not because I'm super spiritual and holy. It's because I need it desperately, even today, clinging on the word of God. And so it really caused me to dig down deep into those roots and latch on to the word and latch on to my relationship with the Lord. It's true. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, we live. And even though those emotional things can get a hold of us, we still have the power and the truth of God who is at work in us simultaneous, simultaneously. I think it may be too early for me to say big words. Crystal Ward is with us as she talks about a book, Grace to Grow, but even more than a book. I know this is an important work, Crystal, to you personally and to help others as a tool, but the story is so personal because God has given us a way to learn to trust in him. It's more of his grace that you want to share with us, but how do we recognize that maybe we're not trusting the process? Well, here's the thing is that we can try to circumvent God's timing and God's process all we want, but you're just going to be like banging your head up against the door. Why? Is it because he's mean? No, it's because he loves us and he's trying to bring us from where we are to where he wants us to be full uh, of his of his presence, full of all the fruit of the spirit and walking hand in hand with him. He's a loving father, but sometimes that also includes discipline. Unfortunately, uh, we do walk through hard things, but yeah, as you say, God uses some of those hard things to shape us, mold us, cultivate us into who he wants us to be. When we come back in uh, just a little bit, want to see how God has done that and what he has shown, revealed, how your relationship with him maybe is different today than it was before he began to expose that fear. And even when those ongoing anxieties continue to bombard our lives, how do we walk faithfully in the midst of that? Crystal Ward with us, Bible teacher, speaker, podcast host, founder of Grace to Grow, and she's got a book based on that. We're going to link you to that book and to her through our Facebook page, Don and Steve in the Morning. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning. Remember to find us on Facebook. Just search for Dawn and Steve in the Morning. And that's where you're going to find the link to Crystal Ward's book and the ministry page. Grace to Grow is uh, is the name of the book. It's a devotional that helps us <laughs> helps us go from releasing anxiety and ex- encountering God's extravagant grace. And I know through your own journey, Crystal, and what you want to share with us to encourage us in walking with the Lord, that you maybe have learned to embrace the gift of imperfection. I got to tell you, this was a little hard for me. I've never thought I was a perfectionist until the older I get, the more I realize that I don't like to mess up. And it's really because I just want to be God's kid. I want to do things the way he wants me to do. And I get this this anxiety of the fact that I'm going to miss the boat. And I know he's got grace. I, I understand that. Like that resonates in me. But to sit in that imperfection and be okay with it, sometimes that's a challenge. What have you found? Oh, Don, you know, 
recovering <laughs> perfectionists unite, you know, and, and honestly, I can't even say I'm as spiritual as you because a lot of the times my quest for perfectionism is about me and not Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, but you just, you know, uh, it's just not the way that life works out. I cannot promise a child is not going to burst through this door any minute as they're getting ready for school over here. I would love for things to be perfect, but it's just not the case. Here's one of the things that I have found, and we do, I do discuss this in the book, is that, okay, let me take you back to the Old Testament, okay? You know, the children of Israel in the book of Exodus are wandering in the desert. I have been down there to that part of the world. It is hot and it is dry and it is difficult. I don't, I felt like I was going to have a heat stroke while I was there. Okay. But scripture tells us that a pillar of cloud led them by the day and a pillar of fire at night. Now, if you look at that word pillar in the Hebrew, we always picture like this all cylindrical structure thing. Mm -hmm. But in Hebrew, there's actually a basis to believe that it was a flat platform. Now, picture that during the day, the heat in the sun is blazing down, but they have a cloud. Hmm. And then at night, the desert is cold, right? But they have a fire. And that's often the way that life is. I believe that's a picture of grace, that in every season that we're in, we have that covering of grace so we can relax we can love Jesus and follow him and know that he is covering us in every season of life. I love that truth. And yeah. that's such a great word picture. But sometimes, uh, Crystal, my, my heart's fickle. And even though I may kind of know intellectually that that is true, to live in that is a challenge. And so <laughs> when the my heart and even my mind says, yeah, you can conceptually know that, but you're not living in light of that. That's not rea your reality right now and how you're actually engaging and living. Help us think through how do we begin to put some of these truths you're talking about into practice so that we, we can begin to live in some of that freedom? I think that is a legit question, Steve. Thank you so much. Um, you know, First John 4 talks about that if we fear, it is for fear of torment. And so, and basically what it's saying is if we fear, we're fearing like judgment or bad things that are going to happen to us because fill in the blank, right? But the love of God, perfect love casts out all fear. And what I would say is if we really got a picture of how much the Lord loves us, that Romans 8, that he's taking all things and he's working those out together for our good, no matter what happens, then we can rest and know that he is good. Psalm 119 says that you are good and you only do good. Teach me your decrees. And so I feel like as we grow in understanding how much we are loved, and understanding his character and steadfast nature, then we can rest and we can push back all of that fear. Now, I will also say taking the word of God and applying the word of God, declaring the word of God over you, over your life, over your family, over my family, all of those things also helps to push out that fear. Mm -hmm. And I found that's not just a one-time thing. Right. And mm -hmm. maybe that's true for you, too. Like, I have to declare that over and over and over again, <laughs> because sometimes just saying it once doesn't seem to sink in. I need to hear that all the time. 
Well, we're talking with uh, Crystal Ward, Bible teacher, podcast host, speaker, author. She's uh, founder of a nonprofit organization called Grace to Grow, written a great devotional based on that as well. And we are linking you to that through our Facebook page. When you're on Facebook, you're just looking for Don and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio. Thanks for being here with us. Why not take the word with you wherever you go? Download the Moody Radio app. That's a good way to stay connected with us, to listen to this show. You can go back and uh, listen to archives of it, kind of the podcast. Other music radio stations from Moody Radio, our Urban Praise Channel, Praise and Worship, Southern Gospel Channel. There's tons of stuff there. But one of the things I do like is you can go back and listen to what you missed. So maybe you missed part of our conversation earlier with Crystal Ward. You can go back and listen to that later today. You can also subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel. And when we have this uh, conversation posted online, you'll find it there. But we're talking about fear and grace and the grace to grow as we deal with anxiety and fears. And uh, Crystal, I know that uh, praise can be a component in helping us as we battle against fear and anxiety. So what what part do you think praise uh, plays in that engagement of the battle? Oh my goodness. Thank you for asking that question. I love that. Um, Praise is huge. Uh, And and praise, here's what happens when we praise. And okay, I think, you know, let me see what you guys think, but I think we're more comfortable a lot of the times in worship because worship is soothing worship. um, and, And I love worship. I love them both. But praise, when we praise God, we are actually exalting him in our minds and we're reminding ourselves of his character, his goodness, his nature, all of his attributes. And so what we are actually doing is turning our eyes off of ourselves and onto our problems and we are turning them back onto the Lord. You know, I told you guys about whenever Evan was having those seizures, I reached out to my pastor one day. Um. And I'm like, we are struggling. We are a wreck. Our home is a wreck. Um, and it was probably messy, but I'm talking about emotionally a wreck. And, and she said, you know what I think you need to do? I think you need to turn on some praise. And I'm like, that is the last thing (laughs) I want to do right now. But in kind of in respect to her and, you know, I was asking for help. So let me do what she said. I turned on the praisest music I could find. Praise us is not a word, but it is today. And 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 I just began to just praise and declare who God was in my home and the atmosphere shifted. And so it was a big lesson for me now in the importance of praise. Mm-hmm. Well, anytime we can enter in to looking at who he is and giving him thanks and praise, it does it, because it reminds us that he is so far above any of our problems. And, and, you know, I think sometimes, Crystal, that we tend to magnify our problems because they're so real and the emotions get so tangled up and tied up into it. I I mean, I get it, but we almost give them a place on the throne because they are so powerful. And yet he's the resurrected king. He's the one that has relationship with us and has paid the penalty for our sin. And I think we diminish who he is by allowing the the bigness. Now, I'm not talking about the acute, like when the diagnosis first comes and we have to work through that. Sure. But yeah, to, to go back to who he is, the breath of life, you talk about harnessing the breath of life. Is that the praise component that helps us look that, hey, our very life comes from him? 
certainly as part of it, for sure. And while you were talking, I was just thinking about how, um, and for me and also the people that I serve, like chaos, life can feel like chaos Mm -hmm. so often. And spending time with the Lord can feel like that's just one more thing I have to do. And it can almost feel impossible to be close to the Lord. But I like to teach that the grace of God comes on us in every season. And it's that empowering grace that enables us to be close to him. And what I mean by that is as we prioritize time with the Lord, as we prioritize even whatever amount of time we have, the grace of God comes on it and multiplies that. But in speaking about the breath of life, we can go back to Genesis when God created Adam and God came close to that dirt that he formed, right? And he breathed the breath of life into it. And Adam became what is in Hebrew, nefesh, a living soul. And that same breath of life is in the Lord's presence as we draw close to him. It's also breathed into his word, as we see in 2 Timothy, that that all scripture is God-breathed. And so as that breath of life comes into us, then we come alive and we can actually live fulfilled in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Such, uh, I think, helpful conversation because so many us of us have struggled with that anxiety, that doubt, that struggle. Um, Crystal, for, for just the, the last moment that we have together here, for the person who is in the midst of the anxiety the fear, maybe even feeling guilt and shame over that. What what encouragement would you have for them today? Oh, I totally, totally understand and have been there and sometimes revisit it. And what I would like to say is that the Lord is right there with you. And just like when Peter was trying to walk on the water and he started to drown, he reached out and he said, Lord, save me. That word saved is is in all encompassing. It's not just salvation. And so I would encourage you, if you feel like you're drowning today, reach out to Jesus and say, Lord, save me. And then begin to just prioritize being with him in your day, whatever time you can allow be with him. And uh, he does. He saves us every day. He is faithful. That is an overarching truth that we need to remember because all of that is so legit. <laughs> Steve, what you're talking about, the shame and the, the guilt and and yet the truth, we must continue to persevere. And, and it's little steps sometimes, just little steps. So thank you for sharing big and little steps with us today. Crystal Ward, the author of Grace to Grow, a 40-day devotion or 40 devotions to help us release the anxiety and die into the purpose that God has for us. Connected to our Facebook page, it's Don and Steve in the morning. We're so grateful for your time. We're grateful for your stories as well as you've called and texted this morning about how God has helped you through fear. You're listening to Dawn and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Reminder, you can call us 800-555-7898. Oh, use that number to text us as well. Either way, and Facebook, that's a way to communicate with us. If you're on Facebook, it's at Dawn and Steve in the morning. So many good responses about how God has met you in your fear, what he's teaching you. I think what I struggle most with is just realizing, I know this sounds silly because 
because it's like, duh, Dawn, that's the obvious. But this side of eternity, it is never going to be fulfilled as perfection. God is always going to meet you with his grace. He's always going to meet you with with his presence. And he's given us tools to kind of grow in that grace and grow in his presence by studying his word, by giving thanks not necessarily for the trial or the fear, but for the fact that he is with you. And, and then praising him, looking at his attributes. The Psalms are beautiful for helping you do that. Yeah, You get into the Psalms, you see who God is, you praise him with the things that the word says about him. And it does. It starts to turn your heart and, and turn your mind toward him. And that just naturally takes you away from what is besetting you. I, I, I'm i just amazed at how God works. And it's not the way Don Ray would work at all. So you know that it's him. Uh, I love, though, your testimony. So thanks for texting right. those in and, and calling in this morning with that. Huey, loved uh, hearing from you. You were talking about fear, and you said one of the things you were afraid of is that you would lose your friends and everything fun in life by becoming a Christian. How many people have felt that fear at one point in their life? You know, But somehow God convicted and convinced you that it would be worth following him and your life would be better for this life and for eternal life. And all your fears, you said, were washed away when you were baptized in a frigid lake in Ooh, Oregon back in February you. of 1977. Okay, Oregon, February, that was probably a very frigid lake right there. I am. Okay, you're making me feel better. When I was baptized, our church was undergoing a remodel. Yeah. And you had to access the baptistry basically from the fire escape. So we were oh. outside walking up the fire escape, and there was no heater in the baptistry because of the remodel. And so that water was cold, but it was not February Oregon lake water cold. Right. So thank you for making me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of the things that I was just thinking about as we were talking about fear and the conversations that we've had both through your phone calls and texts throughout the morning and the conversation with Crystal and all of that is that we kept coming back to it is a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. It is faith in him and believing what he says in his word. And there's one really important component in that. Faith in him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a relationship Starts with there. him, mm-hmm. right? And his spirit being alive at work, alive and well and at work in us. But that's only true if we have a personal relationship with him, if we've experienced his forgiveness and redemption in our lives. Okay, so what does that mean to have a personal relationship? So if you know Jesus, you know that you have been made a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. We're going to work that out because of what... He has placed in us, that would be his very own spirit. But what does it mean to know him, to have that relationship with him? You know, I think it's believing what the Bible says about who Jesus is and what he has done, Mm -hmm. what it says about us. And, you know, Scripture says that God created this world and created us to have a relationship with him. But sin entered the picture. Yeah. And each and every one of us have sinned. We've fallen short of God's standard and what uh, in his design. And so because of sin, we've been separated from God. But God has made a way through his son, Jesus, going to the cross, being sinless, and paying the penalty for our sin. He was able to do that because of his sinlessness. Mm -hmm. He was able to pay for your sins and for mine. And because of his death, burial, and resurrection, conquering sin and conquering death, we can be forgiven as we 
know God. As we confess our sins, place our faith in what God has said about himself and his son Jesus, and we can know him, know his redemption, know his forgiveness, and know him as we uh, walk through this life. It, it, here's the deal. Amen. If you want to know more about this? Yep. You want to know God, his peace, his grace, his forgiveness in your life? I want to encourage you to text the word know, K-N-O-W, to 800-555-7898. That's 800-555-7898. The keyword is no, K-N-O-W.